Welcome to the 35th episode of Dialogica, a podcast between two friends about the latest in politics, society, and feminism in Indonesia and the world. I'm Stephanie Dankilisan. And I'm Swedian Lee. And this week we have a very cool conversation with Andita Firsela Utami, better known as Afu, and her husband, Wikan Anantabrata, better known as Wikan, the two creators of the YouTube web series Frame and Synthesis, a bi-monthly video essay about issues and topics that affect the current generation of young Indonesians. Afu is currently a graduate student at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government, and Wikan is there as well as her supportive husband. And so I actually won't be in the interview because Sweden is the one in Boston talking to Wikan and Afu about frame and sentences, whereas I'm still in New York, stuck doing my schoolwork. Watch as this episode becomes a rant about Stephanie's busy schedule. It's either like homeless people or like covering murders. So that's my life right now. Uh, anyway, Frame and Sentences has gotten over 30,000 views since the beginning of August of this year in just four months. That's definitely more listens than we get. In so. more than a year. Listeners, get on it! <laughs> I think what we find really interesting is how Afu and Wikan came to be so woke. So we want to talk to them about what is it about their past or what their family background is that made them have this like social consciousness to respond mm-hmm. As a note to our English-speaking listeners, this week's episode will be in a mix of Indonesian and English, so we'll provide subtitles in our YouTube video when that's ready. On that, that's actually really representative of how Indonesian Western-educated people really talk. Like if it's just me and Sweden talking, we'd actually sound like that. But so just you know, we try to keep it one language for you guys for a reason. So here's to it! di Frame and Sentences di mana channel YouTube ini aku dan Afu bikin untuk membicarakan isu-isu yang menurut kita penting. So with Frame and Sentences, I think what's really interesting to me at least is that um, how progressive Afu and Wikan are. So we thought it would be interesting to, for us to know how they got themselves so woke and um, what inspires them to do what they do outside of their professional lives. So what is it like talking to Wikan and Afu? Where did you guys record? Um, so we took full advantage of the fact that we were on the Harvard campus and we got ourselves a little room in the Harvard Innovation Lab, which is their startup incubation building that looks really pretty and nice and I was kind of jealous of. But that's besides the point. We recorded there and it was a lot of fun, you know. We actually set it up so that while we were recording, Wikan also had his camera. Um, rec- what? Recording. Are you gonna be in their video? I don't know. They said like we might use this in the future. We don't know. I don't know how I looked, but <laughs> I was more than game to have. Probably it. bad. Probably bad. There's a reason why we're a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> or at least why I prefer a podcast than a YouTube series. Um, but I was just like, oh yeah. How do we? How do we should have gone gone over that. How do we know Afu and Wikan? By we, I mean you, because. I don't really know them. It's funny. I asked uh, Afu the same questions. Like, how do you know Stephanie? And she said, uh, 
via the internet. Yeah. <laughs> As many of the woke the Indonesians know of each other. <laughs> uh, we follow each other on Twitter. Was it a Twitter romance? I don't know. I actually first met Afwa and Wikan um, over Thanksgiving of last year when I visited my sister. My sister goes to Harvard as well, and that's how I knew Afwa. And it was really cool to just meet fellow Indonesians who are also in America and learning more about Afu's background in international relations and Wiccan's own background in videography. Uh, this was all before Frame and Sentences as well. So it's only recently that I've heard of Frame and Sentences and we reached out to talk to them and see what they're up to. Uh-huh. It was actually really cool to talk to them and sort of connect with a another couple of um, young progressively minded Indonesians who's interested in the same topics and issues that Stephanie and I are interested in and tackling it and talking about it in a different way right through their YouTube series and it was just fun to talk about some of the similarities as well as differences and how we treat content um, I think we both can benefit a lot from having these kind of conversations and uh, all together helping to generate a more critical thinking community and mindset especially amongst the current generation of young Indonesians. Throughout the interview, we'll give you sound bites from Wikan and Afu's videos, just so you, when we refer to an episode they're doing, so you guys have an idea. But otherwise, you should definitely check out their videos on YouTube. Yeah, and their videos are only um, five to six minutes long, so definitely an easy amount of time to get through it. And it's really good quality videos. Definitely like a lot of effort and artistry that we really appreciate. And like definitely, I know starting to make video how much effort it is to make a sequence and to edit all these videos etc if you want to you could like watch the videos first and then come back and listen to this episode again to really get a sense of what we and Afu are talking about in responding to some of the questions about the videos and you'll get like the references that we're making because we make a lot of references to the videos in this episode yeah here's Afu and Wikan. you guys want to talk a little bit about Frame and Sentences, sort of like introduce it to our listeners who have not heard about Frame and Sentences before? Sure. So Frame and Sentences is basically a YouTube channel um, that we started together um, while studying here in the U.S. Through the channel, we aim to talk about, you know, social issues that we care about, basically, and bringing a new, fresh, hopefully fresh perspective on, you know, issues that concern Indonesian people. Mm-hmm. What inspired the project? Sebenarnya, the first idea is we want to make a photo blog. Okay. Yeah. So the idea-nya pertama itu, and then kita udah bikin website-nya segala macam. It's hiatus for like two months, three months, like <laughs> tiga bulan hiatus nggak ngapa-ngapain. Aduh, bosan nih ngapain ya? Gimana kalau misalkan terus kita oh, kita kayak dapat unit lah gitu? Oh iya, kenapa nggak kita bikin YouTube channel aja kita? Uh, ngomongin sesuatu yang sebenarnya it's very related to us kayak uh, topik yang ada di Indonesia gitu yang lagi besar dan itu sangat-sangat kena ke kita mm-hmm. lalu kita membicarakan dari our perspective gitu jadi kita kita berharap ke orang juga bisa uh, mungkin punya perasaan yang sama dan nggak tahu gimana harus ngomongnya dan kayak ngomong oh iya benar kita punya perasaan yang sama dan kita mencoba deliver itu gitu that's the the story of frame and sentences yeah. dan kalau misalnya pertanyaannya dari sisi topik-topik yang kita angkat juga semangatnya karena there, there are topics we want to talk about and mm-hmm. we can't find any media or 
like basically any platform that talks about these mm -hmm. things that we specifically want to talk about. Yeah. So we decided why why not just create it ourselves? Mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of similar to how Steph and I started Dialogica. Right. Like, yeah. We were consumers of this format, but there was nothing like it out there. So we we're like, okay, I guess we have to make it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Can you talk a little bit about your background and how that influenced frame and sentences? Um, I would say that I tend to be like, com com I don't know if I should say this on like a podcast, but like compared to an average Indonesian, I might be, I might subscribe to liberal ideas. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that really drives my writing or like the script that I develop for frame and sentences in mm -hmm. a way, because I want to introduce sort of this like new critical thinking, like yeah. approach that's more like critical in looking at issues in Indonesia. Jadi sebelum ini, my background is I, I went to UI for undergrad. I did um, international relations. Mm -hmm. So I was like exposed a lot to issues mulai dari yang um, kayak very political, like the what happened in 65, 66. Human rights and, issues, social yeah, issues, yeah, justice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so so that background kind of drives me in, in what I write in, in Fremen Sentence, I think. You know, I think in social science, especially, there's a lot of critical thinking behind exactly. that. Mm -hmm. And I think both Dialogica and Frame and Sentences know like the problem of fake news and yeah. the lack of critical yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. especially in how people consume media in Indonesia yeah. right now. I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. You want to talk a little bit about your yeah. background? Okay, my background actually, again, mulai dari fotografi. Yeah. So when I was um, 15, I guess, 15 tahun, uh, Uh, orang bapak saya waktu itu bawa kamera yang masih pakai disket, mm -hmm. kamera digital <laughs> masih pakai disket. Wow, old gitu. school. Yeah, very old school. Like aku bela aku belajar fotografi dan bapak waktu itu emang basisnya emang jurnalisme kan. Okay. Dan dia ngajar, oh ini framingnya bagus nih sepertiga gini dan aku suka ada idea of uh, street uh, photography di mana kalau aku motret itu aku senang idenya adalah karena orang bisa ngebayangin setelah dan sebelum foto itu. Setelah masuk ke SMA uh, mulai merasakan ada ternyata ada kelemahan. Karena kelemahan itu dimana aku nggak bisa yang namanya menceritakan apa yang ingin aku sampaikan gitu Kebetulan dan saat itu juga tiba-tiba entah kenapa kayak universe doing something Kakak saya masuk ke film mm -hmm. Dia bikin dokumenter Lalu saya ngerti, oh iya ternyata film itu dokumenter itu menarik gitu Karena cerita, aku cerita apa namanya sesuatu yang ingin aku ingin sampaikan Aku bisa Dan dari situ aku mulai serius film Dan mulai merasakan rasa rasa jatuh cinta terhadap film yeah. gitu kan bagaimana kayak oh ternyata sesuatu indah aku bisa menggambarkan sesuatu tetapi tiba-tiba stuck lagi dengan kepercayaan apa namanya uh, realita ternyata bikin film tuh mahal yeah. <laughs> mahal so sekali true, so yeah. like, oh kamera ini wah keren nih kamera mahal banget apa refinance ya kita gitu. jangan deh gitu <laughs> segala macam so dari situ bikin aduh gimana nih udah mulai nyerah and then I found YouTube right? mm -hmm. So YouTube itu bisa bikin orang-orang manapun yang cuma punya kamera HP pun bisa berkreasi dan kreasinya bagus-bagus semua dan itu bikin aku jadi lebih encourage sesuatu yang kayak hey gue punya kamera DSLR kok gitu udah lumayan cukup bagus itu lebih yeah. bagus daripada orang-orang ini so I can make something buat apa ya gitu hmm. tapi aku nggak tahu apa yang ingin aku menciptakan bingung baru dapat ide kepentok idenya itu waktu aku uh, udah sama Afu kan dan ya frame analysis happen ya, I mean, it's kind of it feels like a perfect marriage of your both of your skills. It's a good thing you guys are married too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're married now. <laughs> it comes with the package. It's a, good choice of word. it's a marriage of skills. Yeah. yeah, because I think it's like uh, the more I think about how uh, the youth and millennials, even though 
the word has a loaded meaning these days. Um, the way they consume news is now mostly through video. And I do think mm-hmm. a platform like YouTube that you guys are on, Frame and Sentences is on, has really impacted how technology is developed. Like, I would argue that our phones wasn't going to have that good of a camera if it's not because of YouTube and those habits, right? Of like taking videos on your own, making your own videos and amateur videos or whatever. It's something that's like democratizes how people share their stories. And I think that's wonderful. We get a lot of different kinds of perspectives that otherwise we would never get. Beberapa waktu lalu, media sosial sempat dibuat heboh oleh tabel ini. Menurut tabel yang dibuat oleh situs ayonikah.com ini, usia menikah ideal rentangnya antara 25 sampai 28 tahun. Dan kalau misalnya Anda udah lewat umur 31 tahun, maka Anda harus waspada. Personally, I feel like there's so many problems with this table that I don't even know where to start. Dan makanya aku memutuskan untuk membuat video ini supaya bisa dibahas dengan tuntas. And this is from Freeman Sentences' first video ever, Berapa Usia Nikah Yang Tepat, or What's the Ideal Age of Marriage? And now, back to Afwin Wikan. We're in like a podcasting format, so we don't get the kind of comments, or at least not as regularly as like YouTube commenters. Mm. Um, how do you sort of like navigate the crazy world of YouTube comments? <laughs> I've so just I- seen some of them too. <laughs> So I'm probably gonna uh, share the story like of our first video, yeah. Did it mm-hmm. like the first time ever like we upload the first ep- very first episode of Frame and Sentences, which was about the ideal age of marriage. Ideal age of marriage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, jadi like it's within maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. There was one unlike like you know oh this <laughs> like this yeah the thumbs down button. <laughs> Terus kayak ada so like karena itu video pertama kan kita kayak refresh. Terus kayak lima menit ada ada satu udah ada satu dislike and that was like. Holy shit! This video sucks. Like people don't like it. Why did we even bother making it? Like all of that. Uh-huh. So this is like the, the very first episode, gitu kan? Yeah. Masih kayak sensitive, ultra sensitive banget dong sama kayak whatever kind of feedback that we get, gitu. Mm-hmm. Tapi at the same time, despite this one dislike, there are also like a lot of very encouraging comments. Yeah. Also, like for for the reasons you mentioned, right? Like there there aren't that many other media that talks about this in a very like frank, open, candid way, gitu. Mm-hmm. Jadi uh, pertama komentar yang kayak negatif-negatif itu muncul juga dalam bentuk-bentuk lain dan lebih parah dari bentuk dislike gitu kan kayak yeah. ada yang um, kayak nanya kenapa sih harus bahasa Inggris gitu mosok jago ya gitu atau ada juga yang, tapi I think over the time we know that we cannot please everyone of course so we kind of the way we look at the negative comments we look at it uh, as like what can we take away from it like what constructive thing We can take away and like pisahin dari the rest of the like very negative comments mm-hmm. gitu dan kita fokus ke part yang kita beneran bisa perbaikin aja gitu. Ya sejauh ini sih lama-lama jadi terbiasa dan jadi lebih lebih calm down ketika ngelihat komentar-komentar. Part of the good and bad of YouTube is that it's people can post easily, but there can also be a conversation. Like mm-hmm. I remember seeing some of your YouTube comments for every. negative comment critical comment there's also so many positive comments yeah. right? like people kind of like respond on your behalf yeah that's sometimes, true. Which, yeah. Is, which is amazing right yeah. like and i feel like you know you give this gift of the video and uh, it starts the topic and the conversation mm. and then other people take it on right and yeah. that's part of the magic of the internet these days yeah right? yeah that's exactly uh one of the reasons juga kenapa kita we want to spark people to talk like mm-hmm. you just say it gitu, okay. of course karena kita bikin platform ini kayak 
Oke, okay, kita udah kita kayak starting aja kayak kita moderator kita udah ngasih topik gitu. Silakan berbicara gitu. Sama karena kita juga sadar banget bahwa kita bukan source of knowledge atau source of authority for any of the topic. Like yeah. we're not a lawyer, we're not kayak whatever topiknya kita bukan ahli pernikahan atau ahli you know anything like that. We're just like yeah. we're just a citizen who cares about this issue and like we hope that other citizens also care mm-hmm. and like we can talk together. Yeah. Would you guys consider yourselves like feminist and like if so like where did that come from where did that influence mm. come from I mean I think like first of all somehow I'm always skeptical towards people and this is probably a bad skepticism but I'm skeptical towards people who call themselves feminists as actual feminists mm-hmm. So if if the question so I think that the, like the straightforward answer is I never really think or like question if I'm a feminist but I know that I Like of course I'm fem- like if you uh frame feminists as people who like believe that all genders are equal and like kalau dalam marriage misalnya istri dan suami itu sebenarnya setara enggak yeah. ada yang lebih kayak mimpi dari yang lain within that working definition I am a feminist but at the same time I don't know if if you know like call- I don't I don't know if I'm comfortable calling myself feminist because that might also exclude myself from other conversations but to ask like where did that kind of point of view come from mm-hmm. i think if so at home my mom is the one who's the breadwinner of the family so i was raised in a house where i'm used to seeing my father at home and not my mother mm-hmm. um and so I, i i'm never exposed to that normalcy of like men being away and like your mom is always at home so like that's not normal so like i don't, I don't have that stereotype planted in my head i think mm-hmm. which is like a good start um for me to like even when i go out and like go to school and like do all of this i never feel like oh should i stay at home like beneran gak kepikiran pikiran kayak gitu karena like for me a woman breadwinning at home is like completely fine my mom has been doing it and ketika sebelum kayak mikir mau nikah gitu juga like i know that i'm not gonna get married with a guy who is like try to control me or my body or uh, how i think about things yeah. like i i i go out in the world with that perspective from home and like so yeah kalau untuk aku sih i don't to be honest Until right now, I don't know what maksudnya kayak I, I, Aku selalu dengar kata feminism, feminism, mm-hmm. feminism, segala macam. Tapi aku gak pernah tahu apa yang feminisme apa dan segala macam. Yeah. Kalau equality gitu udah jelas ya Menurut yeah. aku, uh, equality dan kayak kesamaan atau kebebasan untuk memilih dan segala macam Kayak owning your own body dan segala mm-hmm. macam. Itu menurut aku nggak perlu dikumpulkan menjadi satu lalu di label sebagai kata feminis gitu Menurut mm-hmm. aku, karena aku juga Uh, besar bersama uh, masa aku dibesarkan oleh keluarga yang emang aktivis gitu yeah. bapak dulu kerja di LBH lalu jurnalisme lalu ibu juga kerja di PBHI gitu bagian mm-hmm. dari LBH gitu kan jadi aku selalu ikut kantor gitu selalu merasakan kayak oh ya semuanya sebenarnya berbasis pada human rights gitu yeah. kamu uh, merasa dilanggar apa enggak karena setiap orang harus mempunyai pilihan sendiri orang mm-hmm. uh, harus setara enggak ada yang lebih kaya atau apa so Aku sudah kayak termindset dari kecil memang seperti aku ngerasa kayak oh iya kalau perempuan aku nggak punya hak untuk nyuruh aku harus tinggal di rumah gitu atau mm-hmm. kalau laki-laki harus jadi lebih hebat atau pintar segala macam. Jadi mm-hmm. 
uh, kalau misalnya orang are you a feminist gitu gitu I don't know karena feminist tergantung uh, bendera mana yang lo bawa gitu That's karena point. ya bendera mana yang lo bawa gitu kalau misalkan bendera lo bawa misalkan yang pro perempuan yang oh perempuan gini they have a different uh, definition of feminism dengan feminism misalkan kayak orang-orang kayak misalkan union labor or something kayak yeah. I don't know like it's it's a very different so yeah I think menurut aku kayak orang nggak perlu kayak melabel kayak are you feminist or not karena ya yang paling simpelnya adalah basicnya adalah kalau if you feel apa namanya nggak nggak merasa nggak equal dengan orang lain ya you need to fight for it gitu sorry if I can still jump in yeah. tapi juga bisa dimengerti sih bahwa kayak label itu juga diperlukan when you fight for like a specific thing maksudnya sure. I, I kind of can understand why the label still matters um, especially if you're in a social structure that has been so patriarchal for so long and you wanna you know like break the literally breaking the ceiling up and if you don't know how to call your group I mean like the label can also empower it in a, in a way yeah. right so like I can see that but I, I guess like what my, my, my comment previously is more about how depending on what the conversation is about and depending on what audience you're trying to reach out to it might be counterproductive yeah mm. I hope that makes sense. And like, this is not a. I mean, like, of course, I like support feminism and like mm-hmm. it's all great. But this is just like a more again like a more critical way of looking at what the label means and what what kind of impact it's making towards. That. And wh- what yeah. kind of role having these labels, right? Like as you said, these mm-hmm. labels are useful in certain roles, but you shouldn't be like once I get the label too, like I'm done. Like I don't yeah, need to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't need to support these organizations because I'm already called a feminist. Yeah. Like that defeats the purpose too. Yeah. yeah At the end of the day, the thing is the activities, right? And how we actually help impact people mm-hmm. and move them towards equality. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is like, it's one of the things we always talk about. It's like there's the stereotype that feminism is a model. Yeah. which is so not true yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of people might think like oh the model is like what happened in America or what happened in the West again that's not true kita di Indonesia juga ada sejarah feminisme sendiri yeah. like Kartini and everything like that right? yeah. like, not just Kartini like other other figures as well yeah. other female figures like. yeah. so it's it's a loaded question in that sense like you know it's a hard question to answer yeah. <laughs> but, but I do appreciate you guys being honest and sharing your thoughts and you know it's awesome to know that you guys Regardless of whether or not you want to use that label, mm-hmm. you espouse the same values, you believe in the same values, you're mm-hmm. fighting for the same causes. Yes. Yes. And we need more people like that <laughs> yes. in today's day and age. I don't think we have spent enough time to talk about what happened in Tanjung Priok 1984, in May 1998, in Ketapang 1998, and other racially induced violence that take place in so many corners of our country. Why do we not talk about it? Why do we fail to wake up from a long sleep in the past where Suharto dictates literally every word that was written in our history books? I don't think This is from their third video, Ngapain Belajar Sejarah, or Why Study History. And now, back to Afwin Wikan. There's something really exciting about these kind of projects where even though we're sharing our own experiences, our own thoughts, we're also expanding uh, those universes of ideas, right, mm-hmm. and conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, we're excited about where Frame and Sentences goes and our yeah, listeners, we, we totally encourage you, we'll share our links and everything about the, the series and I'm sure... We'll have plenty of listeners who are going to watch it and oh. 
Yeah, like thank you, you so much for having us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. Do you guys want to add anything else? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> say it now or never say it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I, I just want to say again, like, thank you so much for for inviting us in your podcast. Um, I know that, like, I, I I think there are many like overlaps in terms of the ideas or like mm-hmm. the topics that we care about. Like, we definitely share the same, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know, frustration. <laughs> Yes. Uh, on like certain topics, mm-hmm. uh, so it's great that that we can you know even have this interaction, and uh, we'll cross post and also promote uh, like your podcast or our video because like it's also right. super great. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find more information and resources of whatever we talked about on our website, delica.id. Music credits to John Dealey, Lee Rosevere, and of course, Broke for Free. If you like what you hear and want to support us, please review our podcast on the Apple Podcast app or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. And please share our podcast with your friends. It's the best way to spread the word about Dialogica. If you want to get more involved, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is dialogicapodcast at gmail.com or just shoot us a message on our Facebook page. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and our Twitter. Please follow us in these various platforms. Our Twitter handle is at dialogicapod. Also, follow me on Twitter. It's Steph Tank. That's S-T-E-P-H-T-A-N-G-K. Thank you again and see you guys next time. Bye!